From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And with me today is Jennifer Shutt, who covers the budget and appropriations process for CQ. Thanks for joining me again, Jen. Thanks for having me. So we survived our first government shutdown in five years. It lasted only three days, two of which were over a weekend. So the impact on federal employees was relatively small, but the politics over a spending impasse reached a boiling point. So Jen, what caused the shutdown and what did it take to finally end it? So the federal government has been operating under a series of continuing resolutions since fiscal 2018 began on October 1st. Those short-term spending bills, one of those was going to be on the, the Senate floor for a vote. And Democrats objected because they didn't want to continue voting for these these sort of temporary spending measures without an overall agreement on spending levels for fiscal 2018 and fiscal 2019. They also were concerned that there wasn't enough attention being paid to a legislative solution for the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program or for DREAMers. And so they really wanted to put a spotlight on that, even though the deadline for a legislative fix for DACA is March 5th. Okay, and so what'd they finally get? So Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said on the floor that he would, if there is no bipartisan agreement in the Senate on DACA legislation, by the time this temporary spending bill ends on February 8th, once another spending bill of some sort passes, if the government does not shut down, he will then turn to immigration, DACA, and border security legislation on the Senate floor. But they'll only have about two legislative weeks until they reach that March 5th deadline because the President's Day week is currently scheduled to be a district work period, so lawmakers won't be in D.C. for that. So it sounds like we're right back where we started from almost, but with a new deadline now, February 8th, to get a stopgap, at least at least a stopgap measure passed and, and, and hoping for a budget deal and an immigration deal by then. That's a lot to do. How are things looking at this point? Do we know? Does that deadline seem realistic? I'm not sure if there will be able to be agreement on spending caps by February 8th. It sounds like that the Democrats want some sort of legislative fix on DACA signed into law before they agree to spending caps. It's one of the really big bargaining chips right now. And so I'm not sure how much they'll want to let that that go before there is some type of legislative fix for DACA. So we might see another one, two, or even three continuing resolutions before we actually see a 12-bill omnibus reach the floor. Yikes. So that's that's a lot of uh, still pending negotiations to come. Um, any hope then of of a DACA deal fairly soon to get to get the spending process at least in the works or that remains to be seen. And one of the things that's really important to remember is that the Senate and the House are very different legislative bodies. And they are both have different dynamics going into the 2018 midterm elections. And so it's highly likely that whatever bill emerges out of these bipartisan negotiations that have been going on in Senator Susan Collins' office, that will likely be a more moderate bipartisan piece of legislation. Whether or not House Speaker Paul Ryan chooses to bring that up on the House floor and see if he can pass it through remains to be seen. He could also bring up a separate conservative bill similar to the Goodlatte bill on the House floor, and then the two chambers would need to go to conference. That could take a considerable amount of time. 
That's a good point. And then we also have the president coming out with his State of the Union address this week, where I assume he's likely to to uh, promote his border wall project, and he's now asking for $25 billion for the wall to be put in some trust fund. I assume that's going to complicate these negotiations, too. Absolutely. Senate Majority Whip John Cornyn said this week that it's likely that there, if Republicans are going to agree to a permanent solution for the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, they are going to want permanent funding or something close to permanent funding for border security and border barriers. And so he suggested something along the lines of a trust fund that would last 10 years. And so it sounds like Republicans really want to a see trust a trust fund large, for the border wall. Yes, yeah. and border security, mm-hmm. additional officers, technology, that type mm-hmm. of thing. And so we could see a very large appropriation in fiscal 2018 for that, but that appropriation would be placed in a trust fund and intended to be used over 10 years. Last we heard from the Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, he said he was taking his offer of border wall funding off the table. Right. So his offer to the president during the shutdown was, from our understanding, authorizing, not appropriating. And so essentially when they authorize a spending amount that doesn't, the Treasury doesn't actually begin paying that money out to those departments or agencies, you need an appropriations bill to do that. And so when Senator... So that's, that's something short of a guarantee of actual funding. Yeah. And it sounded like from speaking with Republicans last week, post shutdown, they are not on board with authorizing. They want appropriating. And so if they can't get an agreement yet on money for the border wall, there can't be an agreement yet for the immigrant dreamers. Correct. So all of that still seems stalled, which means the, the talk on lifting spending caps is stalled. Yes. So not a pretty picture there. And, and we should remind folks we need to, both parties want to raise the spending caps because they think they're too stringent. And in order to clear the way for a final spending package for the year, they need to operate with some higher spending limits. Correct. And the Appropriations Committee is going to be relatively busy once they get those final spending levels for fiscal 2018. It's going to take them about three weeks to rework their appropriations bills in a way that can pass both the House and Senate and be signed into law. So whenever we do see spending levels, you'll still need about three weeks for the bills to get written and then probably another week for the the House and Senate floor votes to take place. Which means a final spending package can't get done by February 8th. No. Which means, no way. So we are looking at another stopgap continuing resolution, at least another one. At least one more. And so as difficult and time-consuming as these talks are, the House this week plans to take another vote on its fiscal 2018 defense spending bill, even though they've already approved it twice before. So what's the point of that? So in trying to get votes for the continuing resolution that we're in now, the one that lasts through February 8th, House Speaker Paul Ryan said that he would bring up that fiscal 2018 defense appropriations bill again in order to get enough conservative votes to make sure that that bill originally could pass over to the Senate, because originally many House Democrats were not going to support the legislation. And so he made that agreement, and so we're seeing another vote on defense appropriations, even though nothing has changed. And he's, it trying could to not, ap- he's trying to appease his, his conservative right flank of the party. Yeah, but the bill still can't go anywhere in the Senate, and even if 
by some minor miracle, it were to be passed and signed into law because the spending levels in that violate that 2011 Budget Control Act that set spending levels, it would actually trigger across the board spending cuts for the Department of Defense. So while they would technically be voting on a bill that increases spending for DOD, because there is no bipartisan agreement in place to increase caps in fiscal 2018, if that bill were to become law, it would actually end up cutting spending. Right. So more politics than substance here in trying to force another defense vote right now. Yep. This may be a week in which politics trumps substance, while the House and Senate negotiators still work behind the scenes to get a budget deal in place. And CQ will be covering it all for you as usual. My thanks to Jennifer Schutt, our tireless appropriations reporter, for joining me. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ budget tracker. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or on NPR One. And for more on this subject and other stories, visit rollcall.com or cq.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at Roll Call. See you next week.